1: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world right now. I hope you're doing well and I hope you are ready to expand your mind because I've got a fantastic episode lined up for you today. From the day we're born to the day we die, we're faced with countless ambiguous situations that require us to use our logic rather than our emotions to interpret things properly and avoid unnecessary misunderstandings and conflicts. Unfortunately, Most of us have little knowledge about human psychology and how our brains tend to function and or malfunction. This lack of understanding often leads us to misinterpret many situations and develop negative feelings or opinions about the various people we come into contact with on a daily basis. So today, we're gonna dive deeper into this topic and discuss the power that your perception has over the way you experience life. If you're at all interested in psychology, communication, or interpersonal relationships, then this episode is definitely for you. Now, we're going to start by listening to a woman named Sai Wakeman speak about a concept called the benefit of the doubt and how it can help you avoid unnecessary negative interactions with people and experience more internal peace in any social situation. Let's check it out.
0: You walk by me and don't say Hello. Do I know what's going on? No. If I had beginner's mind, I would just note, walk by, potential no hello, conserve energy, go on to add value. But our ego jumps, and I know what this is about. Ever since she got that promotion, she thinks she's all that in a bag of chips, can't talk to little people. Well, my daddy taught me to dance with the men that brung ya. She's rude. Now, once I'm certain she's rude from the small interaction, how do I treat her? Rudely. How does she respond? Probably rudely. I go, see, I'm right about stuff I make up. There's a little trick called benefit the doubt. If you walk by me and that confuses me, I'm feeling cognitive dissonance. I don't need to solve it through negative bias and assignment of motive and judgment. If I can't stay neutral, I need to solve it by benefit of the doubt. If I'm gonna make something up to settle my ego down because it needs certainty, I'm gonna go for something potentially more accurate. She's deep in prayer and meditation for peace in the world and didn't see me. Then I'll treat her well, and she'll probably treat me well. I'll be like, dang, I love it when I'm right about cool things I make up. It's important. Now, there is pain. You see it every day. That's what you're out there working to defend. Pain's inevitable, I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of people in a lot of pain right now. But that suffering part, that's the optional. Pain is someone moved into my lane in traffic and I needed to react. The suffering part is optional. Attempted murder, two commutes. One, I had to drive defensively. Second, people tried to kill me the whole way in. Suffering is almost always self-imposed.
1: Suffering is almost always self-imposed. Just sit and think about that for a second. Suffering is almost always self-imposed. What do you think? Is that true? Suffering is almost always self-imposed. It's almost always mental. You're almost always inflicting the pain on yourself unnecessarily. If that's true, man, that's unfortunate bro when I think about that if that's true I feel dumb as fuck you know to think that I'm making myself suffer most of the time (laughs) anyway anyway my friend I'm not going to go back and explain all the nouns verbs and adjectives like I normally do because I'm going to play another clip in this episode we got a lot to cover so in the interest of time I'm going to just jump straight into the main takeaways of this clip but if you want to read the transcript and the vocabulary guide explaining all the advanced words and expressions with example sentences, I mean, all the details from these clips of this episode, you can click the link in the description and subscribe on Patreon, support the podcast, and get access to the PDF vocabulary guides, bonus episodes, and our conversation group on Discord. But for now, we're going to get back to the episode and we're going to get into the main takeaways from the clip that you just heard. And the first one, is that you should not let your ego dictate your perception. This is very important because our ego often jumps in and colors our interpretation of other people's actions. This can lead to misconceptions and unnecessary negative interactions. A real-world example could be seeing a colleague at work being quiet and assuming that they're arrogant. When in reality, they could just be having a bad day or just introverted by nature. I know this happens to me all the time. I'm a very introverted person. If I don't have something to say, I'm not going to speak. I have no problem with sitting in silence, even with people I like or love or complete strangers. It doesn't make a difference to me. Like silence is fantastic. You know what I'm saying? So if we don't have anything worth talking about, why not just sit here in silence? There's nothing wrong with that. But somebody who's more extroverted by nature, somebody who comes from a warmer culture where you're used to being social all the time and you have to fill every millisecond of silence with some kind of dialogue, they typically have a hard time dealing with introverted people, people who are more quiet by nature, people who are soft-spoken or not very social or even socially anxious. Extroverts typically have a hard time dealing with these people. And in my experience, they tend to assume, speaking about myself, they tend to assume that I'm a very arrogant, kind of stuck up individual. And I think I'm better than other people or I'm antisocial or I'm mean or cold or whatever. When I just, I just be chilling. I'm just chilling like in my own, you know, my own little space. I don't feel the need to constantly be just blah, 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 just talking all the time. I love to talk. I'm a podcaster. I love talking to people and making conversation. But if we, you know, if we don't have anything to talk about, we don't need to talk, bro. And so the reason I'm saying, maybe you can identify, maybe you're an introvert and you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're an extrovert, maybe this sounds foreign to you. I don't know. But the point is, now that you've heard this, the next time you find yourself in a situation like that, you might try to be mindful And stop your ego from telling you, oh, she's rude, he's arrogant, they think they're better than us, and blah, 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 when you don't even fucking know those people, man. How could you make an assumption like that? You don't even know them. It could be a million things, and you just choose the narrative that best suits your ego, you know? It's nonsense. So don't let your ego dictate your perception. Number two, give people. The benefit of the doubt. If someone's actions or behavior confuse us, instead of resorting to negative bias and making judgments, it would be better to give them the benefit of the doubt. This can lead to more positive interactions. For example, if a friend forgets to reply to your text message, instead of assuming that they're ignoring you, consider that they might just be busy. Maybe they missed your message unintentionally. Maybe their father just got in a car accident and got rushed to the hospital and they had to go see him. It could be a million things. You never know. So instead of assuming the negative, why not give them the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what? It could be anything, so let's just leave it at that. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Number three, the power of positive assumptions. If you're going to make assumptions about someone or somebody else's actions or motivations, why not make them positive? This approach can lead to more harmonious relationships and a more pleasant personal state of mind. You will feel more peace. For instance, if your partner comes home late without calling, instead of assuming that they're thoughtless or uncaring, they just don't give a fuck, you could think that maybe they were caught up in something important and they just lost track of time. That way you can be at peace, even if you don't really know what it is that happened. And even if you're wrong at least up until the point where you found out, or excuse me, up until the point where you find out what it really was, you could be at peace. Instead of assuming all these negative things and replaying the situation in your head and just, oh, I can't wait till I see that motherfucker. I'm going to let him know what I think. Instead of all that shit, just be like, you know, maybe he's just busy. Maybe she just lost track of time. Who knows? Who knows? You know? And then when you finally get the explanation, then you can know for sure and actually deal with it. But up until that point why make negative assumptions? Doesn't do anything but cause you to suffer unnecessarily. So if you're going to make assumptions, try to make them positive. This is something that I personally applied in my own life and I can guarantee, or I guess I should say I can verify, it really does help, man. It really does help. Assuming something positive, giving people the benefit of the doubt, it's not just for them. It's for you. So you can be at peace. And just let the shit go, you know? And when it's time to find out what the situation really is, then you'll find out. But until then, benefit of the doubt, bro. You know? Give yourself a sense of peace. It's better for everyone involved. All right, number four pain is inevitable, but suffering, that's optional. Painful experiences are part of life but the degree to which we suffer from them is largely under our control. For instance, if you invite a friend to an event, a party, or something like that, and they decline without giving a specific reason, the decline, or the refusal, or the rejection, which is something out of your control, represents the pain, right? However, the suffering is self-imposed if you begin to overthink their refusal. If you begin to overthink the rejection or the decline, hypothesizing that they're avoiding you, that they're angry at you, or they don't appreciate your friendship, right? These are assumptions and negative interpretations that create unnecessary distress, when instead limiting self-imposed suffering could mean attributing their inability to attend to possible other commitments. Or a simple lack of interest in socializing at that time. We all find ourselves in situations like that, all right? Somebody asks you to go out to this place, to this party, to this event. Sorry, dog, I got I got plans. I can't go. I got something else to do. It is what it is. Or you nah, know, I just I don't feel like going out tonight. I just want to stay home, watch Netflix, read a book. You know, and it's nothing personal. I just don't want to be social right now. And so to take it personally and get offended and get your feelings hurt—that is a choice. See what I'm saying? The pain is inevitable. Maybe it hurts to get rejected and be told no. That's life, man. Grow the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? But to take it personally and then like sit and think about it and say, oh, this piece of shit. She doesn't love me anymore. He doesn't want to be with me anymore. They don't want to be friends and all. Like you don't, you don't know that. You're just telling yourself that. You don't know that though, you know? And that is a form of self-imposed suffering. I think that's the point. That's what I took away. From that part of the clip. And finally, most suffering is self-imposed, like we were just talking about. Much of the things that we suffer from, they typically stem from our own negative interpretations or reactions to situations. We often create additional problems by how we choose to perceive and react to life's challenges. For example, if someone criticizes you, the criticism is the pain, right? But feeling inadequate and replaying the criticism in your head again and again and again is the suffering you impose on yourself. Constructive criticism is actually something you should welcome because it often helps you strengthen weaknesses you didn't even know you had. But if someone is just talking shit about you or to you, what you need to understand is that that person is in a bad place. Truly happy, healthy, and fulfilled people don't waste time trying to tear other people down. Only miserable losers do shit like that. So instead of getting upset or offended, try to be empathetic and understand that it has nothing to do with you. That person just feels bad and wants to make everyone else feel the same way because that is easier than dealing with their own bullshit. You understand what I'm saying? All right, my friend. Now, the next clip I'm going to play for you is about a psychological phenomenon called projection. Projection is a defense mechanism that is deeply rooted in psychology, developed initially by Sigmund Freud. This mechanism plays a significant role in how individuals manage and cope with their feelings, particularly those that they find unacceptable or disturbing. This process involves individuals attributing or projecting their own unwanted or undesirable emotions, characteristics, or impulses onto someone else, effectively externalizing these aspects rather than accepting and dealing with them internally. There are various forms and manifestations of projection. For instance, one common type is neurotic projection, where people attribute their anxiety inducing thoughts or feelings to others. Consider an individual who often feels unjustifiably jealous and suspects their partner of infidelity. In other words, they suspect that their partner is cheating on them, right? Not being faithful. Instead of acknowledging and dealing with their own jealousy and insecurities, they might accuse their partner of being unfaithful, therefore projecting their feelings onto them. Another type is moral projection where people project their moral judgments onto others. An individual struggling with self-esteem, for instance, might continuously criticize others for their appearance or behavior, projecting their own insecurities onto others, rather than confronting their personal issues. Projection can also manifest in more harmful ways, such as in cases of bullying or discrimination. For example, someone who harbors discriminatory attitudes may accuse others of being prejudiced. Just spend a few minutes on social media. I'm sure you've seen this at some point, right? Maybe you've done this before. And in this case, these individuals project their own biases onto others, thus deflecting from their own intolerance. Now, it's essential to note that projection is often an unconscious process. People may not realize that they're projecting their feelings or thoughts onto others because it can be easier and less painful to place these emotions onto someone else rather than face them head-on. However, projection isn't necessarily always negative. In some cases, it can help individuals empathize with others by projecting their own feelings onto them. This ability can be a crucial component of building meaningful connections and understanding others' perspectives. But still, if left unchecked, habitual projection can become detrimental. It can distort your perception of reality, damage relationships, and prevent personal growth. And this is why understanding projection and being aware of your tendency to project can be a crucial step towards self-awareness and emotional intelligence. A conscious effort to recognize and manage your feelings, rather than projecting them to others, can lead to healthier relationships and improved personal development. So let's listen to the Australian comedian, Lewis Garnham. I really hope I said that correctly. Maybe Lewis Garnham? Maybe Garnham? Sorry, Lewis, if I said that wrong. We're gonna to listen to the Australian comedian, Lewis G. tell a short story that illustrates the concept of projection perfectly, all right? Let's check it out.
2: I was just walking on a bike path with my dog and there was a woman on a bike behind me i hadn't seen her yet and she rung her bell a few times like ding ding and i started trying to like move the dog and i'm pulling the lead and she rung it and in that moment i got a bit frustrated because i could tell that she was frustrated at me because i was taking a long time to move my dog out of the way and in my head i was like Fuck you, you know, like I'm trying my best to move my dog. You can wait a second. And then she rode past, and as she rode past, she was like, Thank you so much. And I realized that she hadn't been frustrated, she was just waiting patiently. But because I was flustered about moving the dog and a bit self conscious about how long it was taking me, I'd projected onto her that she must be frustrated at me, and then As a response to that, I'd gotten annoyed at her, like, fuck you, you don't have a right to be frustrated. And all of that was fake. (laughs) She was lovely. And she was just like, thank you so much. And I don't know what the message is here, but there is one for
1: sure. There is one for sure, my friend, for sure, man. Isn't it just I mean, before we continue, I just want to point out how fucking amazing it is that for free, as long as you have a smart device and an internet connection, you get you have access to so many stories and perspectives and different people and different languages and dialects. And you just, just you have access to so many people, so much information. And you can just learn so many things by listening to other people's stories, man. That's part of the reason I love doing this podcast, is I'm learning with you guys. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, anyway, I just thought that was a good story and it really complements the first audio clip very, very well. And these are two completely different people from different parts of the world, different life experiences, and yet they still are talking about the same thing from different perspectives and playing both of them in this episode together kind of gives you like a richer experience when you're thinking about the topic, you know what I'm saying? At least that's the way I feel as I'm recording this episode, you know what I mean? It's It's interesting stuff. But anyway, let's get into the main takeaways from this episode. And I will repeat, if you want the transcript and the vocabulary guide with explanations of this episode, you can click the link in the description and sign up on Patreon. Because that accent right there was the Australian accent. And if you're not familiar with it, it might be kind of difficult to understand. He used a couple words that we wouldn't use here in the U.S. I, should, I say here in the I'm in Colombia right now. We wouldn't use there in the U.S., you know what I'm saying? So... The vocabulary guide will definitely help you understand every single word and also the meanings of the words and phrases. All right. So if that's interesting to you, or I guess I should say, if you're interested in that, click the link in the description and go ahead and sign up, my friend. But now the main takeaways from that audio clip. The first one, avoid jumping to conclusions. It's extremely important. Lewis misjudged The cyclist's intentions and reacted based on that misunderstanding, right? He assumed she was frustrated and irritated because she rang the bell more than once. And he's like, Man, fuck you. You don't have the right to be frustrated. I'm trying my best. You can wait a second. Fuck is wrong with you. So, because of his insecurity, he assumed what she was thinking and feeling and then started treating her or at least thinking about her in a particular way because of the feelings that he felt based on his insecurity. When he should have just avoided jumping to conclusions, right? It's very important that we don't rush into judgments about other people's thoughts or actions without having clear evidence. Extremely important. Avoid jumping to conclusions. Number two, projection can mislead perception, right? Just talked about this. Lewis projected his feelings of fluster and self-consciousness onto the cyclist Believing she was the one that was frustrated. And this just highlights how our own emotions can skew the perception of others. It can skew our perception of other people's actions or intentions or feelings, what they meant to say or what they meant to do. It's a very, very common problem. We're all guilty of this. We're all guilty of this. Somebody says or does something that makes us feel a certain way and based on that feeling, we just assume we know exactly what was in their head and we respond accordingly when most of the time we have no fucking idea. It's just the ego that wants to feel secure, wants to feel sure of itself. And a lot of times we are not able to differentiate ourselves from our ego. And so when we feel a certain way, the feeling must be real. It must be true because I'm always right. So fuck that person. It's nonsense. (laughs) is nonsense. All right. Number three, patience and understanding. It is crucial to exercise patience and try to understand situations from other people's perspectives. The cyclist who was actually patient and understanding wasn't frustrated or like trying to rush him along the path or say, get the fuck out of the way. Nothing like that. She was patient, understanding. She even thanked him for moving out of the way. And this is all contrary to Lewis's initial perception of the situation. At first, she rang the bell and he's like, man, fuck you. Don't rush me. Who the fuck are you? As she, rode, as she rode past him and said, oh, thank you so much. Then he realized, oh, it was all in my head. And like I said a minute ago, most of the time, it's all in your head. Like Cy Wakeman said at the beginning of this episode, most of the suffering, especially emo- emotional suffering, is self-imposed. That's a perfect example. You see what I'm saying? All right, number four emotional self awareness. Man, this one's important, right? Being aware of our emotions and how they might influence our reactions to other people can really help avoid misunderstandings and conflict. As demonstrated by Lewis's reflection on his initial emotional reaction, right? It took him a second. But eventually he came around to being, to becoming aware of his emotional state and what he was feeling and how those feelings were just distorting his perception of the situation. And a lot of times many of us are really not consciously thinking about how I feel, I should say we, how we feel and how our feelings are affecting and dictating our actions and our words. It's extremely important, right, to become self-aware to have a a very good understanding? Do you get mad easily? Do you get offended easily? Do you take it easy in most cases? Are you quick to jump to conclusions? Are you always looking to understand other people? Are you capable of putting yourself in other people's shoes? If you get offended or angry so easily, why is that the case? You know what I'm saying? It's very important to think about these things because they might be fucking up many of your relationships and you don't even realize it. And in many cases, people might not even say something to you. They'll just stop talking to you. Or they'll stop inviting you to go out, or they'll stop coming over to your house, or they'll start talking about you to other people. You know what I'm saying? So emotional self awareness is extremely important. It has benefited my life immensely. And if you aren't already practicing this, I highly suggest you get in the habit of practicing emotional self awareness and realizing how you're feeling, then dictates your thought, which then dictates your actions. It's really important, man. All right? But finally number 5. Not all reactions reflect reality. Lewis's emotional response, which was annoyance and anger to the situation was based on an inaccurate perception of the cyclist's emotions. Now, I kind of broke that sentence up, so it might not have you might not have understood it very well based on the way I said it. Let me say it again. Lewis's emotional response to the situation was based on an inaccurate perception of the cyclist's emotions. So his response was annoyance and anger. And that was based on a distorted perception of what the situation really was. A distorted perception of what the cyclist was trying to communicate by ringing her bell to asking him to basically get out the way, right? And this kind of just... It emphasizes or highlights or underscores, they're all the same thing. It emphasizes the fact that emotional reactions aren't always based on the reality of a situation. And I feel like after hearing myself speak, we're kind of repeating the same idea in different ways, but maybe that's necessary. Maybe you need to hear it in different ways. Because it's true, man. Not all of the emotions you feel, not all the reactions you have are appropriate for the situation at hand. Just because you feel offended. Doesn't mean you have a good reason to be offended. Right? Just because you feel like somebody's rushing you. Doesn't mean that they intend to rush you. You just feel that way. You see what I'm saying? Maybe because, maybe you took somebody's words as disrespectful. And you thought they were trying to belittle you. When they had zero intention of doing that. You just felt that way. And you probably feel that way because of some internal problem, not some external problem. And I'm not saying that's always the case, obviously. I'm just saying it could be. And just being aware of the fact that not all of your reactions reflect reality or not all of your feelings are justified. Being aware of that can help you choose better reactions and deal with those feelings in a healthier, more productive way. That's what I'm trying to say. Cool. Now, at this point in the transmission, my friend, if you enjoy this podcast and you want to learn more effectively with every episode, consider signing up for a monthly subscription on Patreon. Patreon is a platform that enables creators like myself to receive financial support from their audiences with a monthly subscription in exchange for exclusive benefits and bonus content. So when you subscribe to my Patreon... You will truly begin to improve your comprehension and increase your active vocabulary with the PDF vocabulary guides that explain all the advanced words, phrases, and expressions from every episode in detail with examples. You'll also get access to bonus episodes only available to my Patreon supporters. Big shout out to my current supporters. I got so much love for y'all. You will also be able to listen to all episodes without hearing any advertisements or sponsorships, and you'll get access to new episodes as soon as they are available. Just click the link in the description of this episode and sign up on Patreon. But now, as always, my friend, I want to thank you so much for your time and your attention. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Real English Radio. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.
0: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen